Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. From the city that never sleeps. 17 miles from Madison Square Garden, New York City. It's America at Night with Rich Valdez. America's favorite late night talk program. Featuring interesting guests from around the world. And calls from across America. And now, here is your host, Rich Valdez. Welcome to America at Night. No, this is not Rich Valdez with an S. This is Lydia Serrani filling in again for Rich, who has a much-deserved night off. If you ever want to see see me, hear me, you can check me out on Newsmax. That's where I am a host, and I've also hosted some radio shows as well. I was on WABC Radio here in New York City, and you can follow me on Twitter and all my other social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. So no, not not the L-Y-D-I-A. It's L-I-D-I-A news. And, uh, you know, news, because I was a journalist for many, many years. I worked at Fox for seven years in New York City. Before that, I was in South Carolina at another Fox station for about four four years. Before that, I was at uh, CBS News. I was a producer there. So I have a long career as a journalist. I know how left-wing... Uh, idiotic they are they live in their own little bubble worlds have no idea what the real world is like and so it's not surprising when i saw a recent study that found that only three percent of journalists now consider themselves republican so what you're seeing now except for certain you know radio stations and tv stations like newsmax and fox news and other online publications like the daily wire daily caller free beacon you know and such and of course like tucker carlson and those type of people is that they they think these journalists they think they're democrat activists they are the right wing they're the propaganda machine of the biden white house and it's no surprise that every time you hear joe biden say something even the the, the phrase, the terminology, you'll hear the reporter say the same exact term. It's in, it's incredible. Like when Biden recently was going on vacation again, you know, he spends 40% of his presidency on vacation, if you call it the presidency. He was asked, oh, what do you think about the economy? And he said, well, why don't you guys report it right? And then literally the next day you saw, all of, oh, soft landing on inflation. It's going to be great for the new year. So that is why it's so important to listen to shows like this, America at Night with Rich Valdez, with an S, and watching shows on Newsmax and all these other great publications, TV stations that simply tell it like it is. I I don't even like to say conservative or right wing. I just think we're telling the truth. That's, That's what we're doing. So we've got a lot to discuss tonight. A lot of battlefronts to cover across the world, here in the United States at the southern border. And you know, there, there's one another battle going on in homes, in schools. I say it's the battle for your soul, for the battle. For, that's that's what's happening now in our nation. 
It's good versus evil. I mean, we just had another school shooting. Does it surprise you that that shooter identifies as gender fluid? We saw what happened in Tennessee with that school shooter. So our kids are being poisoned from doctors are being poisoned with chemicals across the border. Everybody's drugged up, doped out. That's what's happening here in the United States. I guarantee you every single person listening to me right now knows somebody that's on drugs or knows somebody who knows somebody who's having issues with their kids, their grandkids. That is because I don't want to even call them Democrats because Democrats means democracy. These people are communists. They're leftists. They want to destroy. They want to divide and conquer. And what better way than starting with the family unit, starting with your faith, because that is the bedrock, the foundation of any happy person, right? To have a good family and to have a a strong faith. So, of course, we'll also be discussing the Epstein list, you know, the treasure trove of documents, names, you know, Bill Clinton. Uh, I'll be talking to a reporter True crime reporter Lauren Conlon. She's been literally up all night long last night, 900 pages. I talked her into staying up a little later again tonight to talk to us about what she discovered and so much more. And then, of course, we'll also be talking to Father Pavone. Father Pavone, he's a man of God who only fears God because he always has the truth on his side. So we're going to talk about what's really going on about how The radicals are trying to take God out of everything. And there's a reason for that because the government also wants to be your God. It wants you to be beholden to the government. And that's like that comes out of the communist playbook. And then on the border, we'll be talking to former Department of Homeland Security senior advisor and national security analyst uh, Charles Marino. And then, you know, we'll also be talking about the weakness on the world stage with Joe Biden We're seeing Iran acting up ISIS now more emboldened than ever. You know, that Soleimani, the recent funeral that that's that just happens about 80, 84 people were killed. So there's a reason why the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, that he said he's never been more afraid. He's afraid of another 9-11. I keep hearing that every time I talk to a national security expert, they keep saying the same exact thing. So I have to ask you, why is Joe Biden aiding and abetting the largest invasion this country, probably any country has ever seen? Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, he now estimates that 12 million illegals have come in under Joe Biden's watch. 12 million. That's that's incredible. There's some estimates that there's more illegals right now here in the United States than 17 state populations combined. This is simply not sustainable. You know who said it was simply not sustainable? Barack Obama. Barack Obama said it. This was not sustainable having an open border. So I get it that people say that this is about the fundamental change of America, that they're bringing in the Democrat voter. But I think there's something more more tangible happening right now as we speak. I think it's about money. Think about it. Each one of these these migrants, I'm going to, first of all, they're not migrants. They're illegal aliens. That is the proper terminology. So anytime somebody says migrant to you, birds migrate. These people are breaking the law coming in. And don't be fooled by the videos of the kids with the moms and this and that. More than 90% of the people coming in are young men of military age. They're coming from over almost 200 countries from around the world. Think long and hard why a guy from Uzbekistan decides to come in through the southern border. A guy from China is coming through the southern border than hopping on a plane because they know they can. If they came in through JFK, they'd be sent right back. So they're coming in through the border. But all of these individuals, right, they're getting thousands upon thousands of dollars from these non-governmental 
organizations, right? They're getting this money hand over fist. The mayors are getting these billion. I mean, there was one report that I saw, the House GOP report. They estimate 450 billion taxpayer dollars are being used to take care of all these illegals, right? So all these contracts for all these migrant hotels, one of which the Roosevelt Hotel here in New York City, that's now the illegal alien hub, migrant center, whatever you want to call it. Guess what? Guess who owns it? It's not a MAGA extremist. It's not a, even a Republican. It's not even an American. It's Pakistan. And then you've got other hotels owned by China. So once again, President Trump was right. And I think uh, there's a lot of people, a la Dick Cheney, getting some cutbacks, getting some kickbacks, skimming off the top. Never, never forget that Ep- the Epstein, the whole Epstein thing, they said that was a conspiracy theory. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a common sensist, okay? And so when you look at everything that's going on, yes, I get it, but I think it's more immediate because at the end of the day, Joe Biden cares nothing more than about money. That's what those so-called Democrats, that's all they care about, money, 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 because money also equals power and power equals control. And that's all they care about. That's why people like to criticize the Republicans Oh, why don't they vote in block like the Democrats do? Because Republicans, you people, me, conservatives, whatever you want to call yourself, libertarians, we are not sheep. We don't follow the herd. That's why now I I say to people, like, if you support Trump, it's more of a character trait because everything that's going on in this country right now, it's bigger than than Trump. It's bigger than just a presidential candidate. We need to write the course of this ship because right now we are on the precipice and we might not be able to bring it back. We are on the brink of World War III. And then you've got people like John Bolton. You've got people like Nikki Haley calling for, oh, let's go, let's go after Iran. Yeah, we're the ones that made Iran so filthy rich, all this mullah for the mullahs, because we lifted all the oil sanctions because we declared war on the fossil fuel industry right here. I just got my energy bill. It is higher than it's ever been because they shut down. Governor Cuomo shut down the nuclear power plant, Indian Point, that was subsidizing all the energy here. I'm talking in in New York City, the suburb of Westchester County. So you see what's happening. We are emboldening, we are enriching our adversaries. The United States, thanks to Joe Biden and his cohorts, we are indirectly funding terrorist attacks. When, 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 When we have another terrorist attack here on U.S. soil, your dollars and mine, will have paid for it. That's what's so crazy. And then instead of the Democrat mayors calling out Joe Biden and saying, hey, what's going on? You got Mayor Adams here in New York City. He just filed a lawsuit against Governor Abbott and the bus companies for $700 million for all the illegals that are being bussed in. But but guess what? Over 100,000 of the illegals, so there's about 180,000 here in New York City or whatever, give or take, over 100 of them were already here. Only about 60-something thousand, only, but whatever, it's a, it's a good amount, were bussed in by Governor Abbott. And take a listen to Mayor Adams' uh, Cut 18 announcing his, his lawsuit. New York City has and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis. But we cannot bear the course of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Today... Our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants to New York City in an attempt to overwhelm our social services system. 
These companies have violated state law by not paying the cost of caring for these migrants. And that's why we are suing to recoup approximately $700 million already spent to care for migrants bust here in the last two years by the state of Texas. Governor Abbott's continuing use of migrants as political pawns is not only chaotic and inhumane, but makes clear he puts politics over people. Today's lawsuit should serve as a warning to all those who break the law in this way. Break the law. The only people breaking the law are those illegals, are those migrants and Joe Biden. But they won't. They, they just keep going and asking for more and more money, our money, right, to take care of all these people. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for legal immigration. My parents fled a communist nation. So I believe fervently in the American dream. I believe in legal immigration, but not this, not the fundamental change of America. We cannot sustain 12 million people coming in over the span of almost, you know, three, three years. So coming up, we'll be talking to Charles Marino again. He is uh, senior advisor when it comes to national security. A lot more to talk about. I'm Lydia Serrano. You can follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you're listening to America at Night with Rich Valdez. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. America at Night with Rich Valdez. And welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. You can follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. On the line with us right now is Charles Marino, former Department of Homeland Security Senior Advisor, a national security analyst. So basically, when it comes to the border and what's going on right here in the United States, Charles Marino knows a lot about it. You can follow him on Twitter at Charles underscore Marino. Charles, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Lydia. Good evening. So, Charles, when you hear the Democrats demonizing Republicans and blaming them for the immigration system, saying it's broken, and then you have Mayor Adams suing Governor Abbott over over all of the illegals coming in, they can't sustain it because it's just fiscally impossible. What goes through your mind? What do you have to say to that? Well, it's an insult to the American people, and it's endangering the country. Look, the Secretary of Homeland Security has been making the news uh, rounds and even uh, appeared this evening. And, you know, what he is trying to explain to the American people just, it doesn't make sense. The American people know better. They see what's happening down at the border. And now many Americans are getting to see what the consequences are up close and personal as their cities are spiraling out of control. Many of these cities, sanctuary cities, are led by Democrats who have long ago abandoned law and order, just as the Biden administration has down at the border. And now there's this big fight in New Jersey with the buses coming in from Texas, and they're trying to stop them from going there. In Chicago, they don't want to bust them to the suburbs. People don't realize that it's all Americans of all walks of life, especially people of color, because that's where they're jamming in. A lot of these illegals, they don't want them there because it's not it's it's not fair. Number one, why should our taxpayer dollars go to pay for somebody who came here illegally? We're, we're rewarding people who broke the law. 
Well, in the process, we've lost all deterrence. Uh, and as our deterrence goes down the tubes, uh, our entitlements continue to skyrocket. I mean, now California offering health care to all uh, legal migrants. I mean, these are the major pull factors uh, that are part of this crisis, again, at the hands of Democrats. But look, instead of Democrats suing uh, bus companies, uh, why don't they sue the federal government for not doing their job? Why are they not filing suit against the Biden administration for abandoning uh, the enforcement of our border and immigration laws? But, you know, this is what they want. They want open borders. They want as many illegal migrants to come into the country as possible. And all they want is more money, more taxpayer money to manage this crisis. And I think uh, I'm optimistic here that voters have had it. Voters have had it. Again, we're talking to Charles Marino, former DHS senior advisor, national security analyst, uh, you know, Governor Abbott, now he's being sued by Mayor Adams. He's also being sued by the Department of Justice. I, I, I mean, this, I, I think, do you think that this is the, the, the border crisis is kind of the tangible straw that'll break the Democrat back? Because if you go and talk to like 90% of people out on the streets, you see all of these reports, all of them say that this is, this is simply crazy. And we don't know who these people are. That is like the biggest problem here, especially from a national security perspective, a post 9-11, what we saw happen. And the fact that we're letting all these young men come in of military age. You got you got senators saying that we should allow them in the military. And by the way, I saw an article in the Free Beacon that says part of the healthcare in California could include sex changes. That could be part of it. So these people, if they want to turn into a he or a she, it's it's my taxpayer dollar and yours that's going to pay for it. Yeah. You know, you brought up 9-11. And look, what's going on right now at the border, what's being allowed to happen, simply put, undercuts every department policy program that was implemented as part of our homeland security after the, the attacks of 9-11. We have the Secretary of Homeland Security who is literally undermining every single agency that exists to protect our homeland. Now, as far as where this issue rates right now uh, with the upcoming election in 2024, there were very few of us three years ago that predicted this was going to make its way if it kept the course to become the number one issue in the run-up to the presidential election because it impacts quality of life, it impacts resources, it impacts crime, it impacts the overall safety and security of the country. And you know what? We predicted it right. Now it's climbed the ladder. The American public don't like what they're seeing, don't like what they're experiencing, and and they're going to take it to the polls. They're going to take it to the polls. Elections have consequences. Charles Marino, thank you so much for joining us, sir. And uh, thank you and Happy New Year. Same to you, Lydia. Thank you. All right. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Epstein. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. America at Night with Rich Valdez. And welcome back to America at Night with Rich Valdez with an S. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can follow me everywhere on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A News, like you watch on TV, because I'm a journalist at heart. And so is this uh, next guest that we have on the line for us. She is a crime and entertainment reporter and host of the Out liar podcast it's o-u-t-l-i-e-r lauren conlin you've been on this show before and she's a friend of mine as well as a friend of riches and welcome back hi lydia thanks for having me so lauren i coaxed you into staying up late (laughs) again tonight because last (laughs) night you were up all night long tweeting Mm. and putting on instagram you're a true crime aficionado and you have been following this Epstein case from from the beginning, and you you know everything there is to know about it. And so I had to go to sleep. I had to work. You know, you work obviously. So thank God for your husband Matt that he was able to maybe you know help you out a little bit. But I don't know how you do it yeah. with two kids. No. But tell me, Bill Clinton, right? I mean, it's not a conspiracy anymore. He's he's there, and he apparently he likes some young. Yeah. I mean, Lydia, I'm going to tell you, well, first of all, my eyes still hurt from sifting through these documents last night, literally until 1 or 2 a.m. But I mean, I don't think any of us are really surprised at Slip Willie over here. I think we all knew that he was going to show up that many times. I personally feel like the whole thing was just very lackluster. I mean, these 900 pages Personally, they didn't give me what I was looking for. I think everybody kind of thought we would see a lot more names and less clickbait. Um, But, you know, if you go down the list, uh, Alan Dershowitz was mentioned 137 times, then Prince Andrew 76 times, and then, of course, Bill Clinton. And then the documents that were actually unsealed tonight, there was another, I think, 112 pages It's been breaking news everywhere that Bill Clinton stormed into the Vanity Fair office and said, hey, you cannot report on Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm just like, cool. I mean, it's not really news anymore that Bill Clinton covered it up, you know? Right. And then what was the the magician's name? David Copperfield. He was married to the supermodel Claudia Schiffer. I guess he couldn't make his name disappear from the list because he's on that list, too. What is that? I mean, you could be married to a supermodel. That just goes to show a pig is a pig, you know, and he's I mean, uh, you know, obviously everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But I mean, what was he doing hanging out with Epstein? The only person who disavowed Epstein when he got busted for being a pedophile was President Trump. And that's why this whole trove of of documents was was released on because they were hoping and praying, right, that they were going to finally get Trump. And he again, he was vindicated. 
Yeah, that that actually is really interesting. But the David Copperfield thing, I mean, he wasn't implicated, well, in these documents anyway, um, for being with any minors or underage girls or getting a massage. He did have dinner with Jeffrey Epstein and um, I believe at his house. And he did speak to one of the victims that was was mentioned in uh, one of the documents. And apparently he asked his victim, hey, do you know or are you aware that he's you know, getting other girls to recruit more girls to come here. And um, he made a comment that they all looked pretty young. And I think that the public's response to this was David Copperfield didn't do anything about it. He didn't get these girls help. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe at the time they didn't look like they needed help. Uh, But yeah, I think that it, it looked pretty bad for him. But something I noticed, Lydia, in one part Um, When they were questioning, I believe it was Virginia, they asked her about all these men. And this is what I put on Instagram. um, All these men and they all happen to be deceased except for one. So um, she was asked if she gave a massage to Bill Richardson, the former governor of New Mexico. She was asked if she gave a massage to Prince Andrew. And um, and then uh, what was his name? Uh. His name is John Luke Brunel. That's that's another guy that died. That was Epstein's pal who actually was in prison in Paris and hung himself in 2022. Uh, so I was like, wait, this is crazy. Everybody is dead. Marvin Minsky, he's also dead. Um, and, and she implicated him. And then there was uh, Glenn Dubin, a, a hedge fund billionaire who I think should go into witness protection at this point. But I'm just like, you know what? They're They're showing us this for a reason, right? Stephen Hawking, he's dead. These guys are dead. I mean, what, what are we going to do about that? So again, I was very disappointed and, um, I, not to be conspiracy theorist, but part of me is thinking, okay, why are they releasing these documents now? Why just a few days into 2024, what's going to happen in the government? What's going on right now that we should be, you know, distracted from? I, it really makes you wonder. And did they think they, mm-hmm. they were going to find something out about uh, President Trump? And by the way, my friend just uh, texted me. She said that David Copperfield never married Schiffer, uh, Claudia Schiffer. He was just dating her. So that's dating a little her. clarification. Okay. Yeah. And then in Dershowitz, okay. he was he represented Epstein. So then he's mm-hmm. he's saying that's why he's. He's listed, but it, do you really think, again, we're talking to Lauren Conlin. She's the host of the new podcast, Outlier. Uh, Lauren, do you think that, mm-hmm. and, I mean, nothing's going to happen to Bill Clinton. Nothing's going to right. happen. Nothing. Nothing's ever going to happen to Hillary. How many, 40,000 emails? How come nothing ever happens <laughs> to these people? But meanwhile, President Trump can be indicted multiple times over nonsense. Yeah, no, it is pretty crazy because you're absolutely right. Nothing's going to happen to Bill here. Nothing's going to happen to Hillary. And Alan Dershowitz, I mean, this is this is another thing that I thought about. I they this obviously makes him look very bad. In 2022, Virginia Gouffre came out and said, "You know what? Maybe I misspoke in implicating Alan Dershowitz as someone that I slept with on the island." or at Jeffrey Epstein's house. And I believe that Alan Dershowitz did negotiate something somewhere where he can't be prosecuted anymore for any of this. But I was disappointed. He he went on Fox News, and I usually love what he has to say on a lot of topics. And when he was asked about this, he did, you know, the, the whataboutism. And they're saying, well, 
you know, were you involved in this and that? And he's like, well, well, what about Hamas? <laughs> what about Hamas <laughs> XYZ? And we're like, wait, I mean, yes, of course, but this is not, these are two different subjects. Um, but yeah, I, I have always been skeptical. Um, Alan Dershowitz did quote at one point, I believe it was when these allegations first came out, he said, why would I do that? I have a perfect sex life. And I think he was like 75 when he said this. So I was like, mm, that's a that's a little strange. But again, anybody who is in Jeffrey Epstein's circle, Lydia, is is very strange. Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, I like you said, I've been following this forever. I live a few blocks away from that townhouse uh, on 71st Street, 9 East 71st Street. And I used to go over there and I used to try to get a peek in because the new owner is obviously doing a gut renovation. And um, it's my TikTok. It's from obviously two summers ago. But I would record these these workers trying to prevent me from getting in. And then one day they actually put up like an extra plastic um cover when you would open the front door. I don't know what those are called in construction, but I'm just like, man, they must be under some really, really strict rules here. But yeah, I mean, going through the new documents, he was just so sick that there is a police report when they raided his house, I believe in Palm Beach and um, on the list of what they found it through the search warrant, like he had soaps that were uh, carved into penises and vaginas. And I'm just like, you are, you're sick. Ew. You are, oh my God. how weird is that? Is that not the weirdest thing? I mean, obviously there's a lot more weird things, but yeah. Almost as weird just- as Stephen Hawking being on the list. <laughs> and then we, <laughs> that's, that's the genius. <laughs> We got we're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk about Oprah, Naomi Campbell. There was some weird names on there. We'll talk more about that. Lauren Conlin, do not go anywhere because you went through all nine hundred pages. Again, Lauren Conlin's on with us, host of the podcast Outlier. You're listening to Rich Valdez America at night. We'll be right back. This is America at night with Rich Valdez. This is America. This is night. This is Rich Valdez. And welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can follow me on everywhere on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. I'm a host at Newsmax. And on with us now is podcast host, entertainment and true crime reporter, Lauren Conlin. She has a new podcast out called The Outlier. You can get it wherever all podcasts are. Right, Lauren? Yes, that's right. Thank you for plugging it. Absolutely. So what uh, the, my producer, uh, Alex, he just texted me this story that TMZ is reporting. Newly unsealed docs show Epstein victim told to name drop Dershowitz in order to boost her book sales, even though there is no evidence that Dershowitz did anything wrong. And so, I mean, that yeah. he's a constitutional law expert. I mean, he is an he was an advisor to all these presidents. I mean, this guy's an acclaimed. How stupid do you have to be to try to go after yeah. Dershowitz? And you got no evidence to back up your nonsense. I mean, there is there is a a part in the documents that that did say Epstein forced then minor Jane Doe number three to have sexual relations with former Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, so like it, it's all there. 
So I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to know at this point what the truth is. And I also just want to point out something that's, that's interesting that we all seem to just accept is that nobody truly knows who Jeffrey Epstein was. I mean, he, he was in finance in the seventies. And then, you know, when he got this townhouse from Les Wexner, which allegedly he only paid a dollar for, he was a teacher at, at Dalton. So, which is a private school on the Upper East Side. So it's just, it's, it's so crazy that everyone just accepts this, that this guy had so much power and he seemed to control all of these people. And Joe Rogan actually said, you know, is, is Jeffrey Epstein Mossad, you know, because Ghislaine Maxwell's father was. So it's, it's crazy, all of these rumors going around. But again, I will reiterate that I'm, I'm just highly disappointed with, with everything that's come out so far. I don't think it's helpful really to, to anyone. I know Jeffrey Epstein kills himself and then uh, Maxwell, like she's the only person serving a 20 year sentence for this whole big minor sex trafficking ring and not a single client, not a single person. Tell me, Michael Jackson's on the list, Naomi Campbell, Oprah, like these are some big names. So what are, what are, what's being said about them? Yeah. So it's not like, it's not really a list. It, it really is like you have to go through and search. And that's where a lot of the clickbait comes in because one of the, um, the victims, uh, Joanna Joberg, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but they asked her, did you ever give a massage to Michael Jackson? And she said, no, but I did meet him at Jeffrey Epstein's house. And I'm thinking like, of course you didn't massage him. You're not a little boy. I'm uh, just kidding. I love Michael Jackson. Uh, rest in peace. But um, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? And then um, Naomi Campbell was mentioned. And, and again, that's not, that's not news. Everybody knew Naomi Campbell was, was on the Lolita Express. She was friendly with them. But they talk about um, attending Naomi's birthday in France one year. And um, one of the victims was forced to, that's when they were forced to give massages or be with Bill Richardson and Prince Andrew. And um, again, going through these documents, I mean, Bill Clinton, Prince, they are sick. They are horny, sick people. I can't, I don't even know how else to describe it. Uh, Horny, sick pedophiles. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I have very little hope that we will find out the truth, Lydia, because of some of these redacted names as well. And, you know, my, one of my thoughts was, okay, maybe it's Bill Gates. But then I'm like, well, no, because Bill Gates, you know, we already, we already spoke about him. We already, we already knew it, but I don't know. I'm I'm racking my brain at what what is the purpose. <laughs> you know, Bill Gates's wife suspiciously divorced him. You know, that was the most amicable mm. multi-billion dollar divorce. It was very, you know, coincidental all of that 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 happened. We have to go, Lauren, yeah. but I know what to get you now yes. for your birthday, vagina or penis-shaped soaps. That's like the perfect <laughs> gift, so right? I mean, that would be like the greatest so gift ever. You're right there by like Epstein's old townhouse. You can go and like bring it there and have it christened. I mean, we're, we have to kind of make light of it because it's so insane. And we know like we'll never know the truth. I, 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 I just don't. I'm surprised Maxwell has not opens up her mouth and, and given us the dirt. But I guess, you know what? She knows what will happen to her if she does. You know, maybe that's what it is. Yes. All right, yep, Lauren Conlin, knows. host of the Outlier podcast. Where can they get the podcast? Anywhere. You can get, uh, yeah, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter, Conlin underscore Lauren, or on Instagram at Lauren Emily Conlin. 
All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. And we'll be right back. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez with an S. We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. America at Night with Rich Valdez. Same time, the woe is me works for Trump supporters. Yeah. It's just another reason why they're coming after him. And they, they don't want to take the time for the details because they're, they believe in him. And he mm-hmm. has them in this, you know, some call it a cult, but some truly believe that, you know, Joe Biden is the end of the world and Donald Trump is a victim. And Donald Trump, President Trump, is a victim. That was Mika Brzezinski of MSDNC. Notice I say DNC, Democratic National Part Convention, whatever you want to call it. You know, Mika and her husband, her now husband, uh, Joe Scarborough, her co-host, you know, they were friends with President Trump. And then I heard a rumor that the reason why they had a big fallout was because Trump made fun of her facelift. Which wouldn't surprise me because Trump tells it like it is. So maybe he said to her like, oh, I could I could give you the number of a better doctor, Mika, you know, it's just ridiculous, you know, that that now all of a sudden anybody that supports making America great again is somehow a bad thing. You're demonized. And yet if you want to allow 12 million illegals to overtake the country, if you want to tank the economy, there's a new, by the way, a new afford, a home affordability report that came out. Only 99% of Americans can even afford to buy a home now because uh, the wages aren't matching the price of homes. And then, of course, the high interest rates. I mean, I could go on and on all of the bad things that have happened under Joe Biden. Yet he has the audacity, the goal to put out this campaign ad. Take a listen. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. Now, something dangerous happened in America. There's an extremist movement who does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The vice president and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. America is still a place of possibilities where the power resides with we, the people. That's our soul. We are the United States of America. There is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. You know, I don't even think that was really Joe Biden, that voice that. I guarantee you that was some sort of like voice actor, comedian, because, you know, he can't do a coherent two sentences together. We see how feeble and weak he is. And he is right. He is 100% right. There is an extremist group in America. They're called the Democrats. It's not the Democrat Party of JFK or even of Bill Clinton and, dare I say, not even Barack Obama, although this started under Barack Obama. These people are communists, right? I'm not, there's, I don't even know. Socialist is almost like a nice word for them. They are so radical, so hell-bent on ruining this country. Can, can anybody honestly say that they were better off Uh, they're better off under Biden than they were under President Trump. That's what Trump derangement syndrome is, TDS. 
is that people, they hate him so much for whatever reason, because I think they're sheep and they're brainwashed by the left-wing media, that it overrides their common sense. And it, they, they believe in this some sort of delusion that he is this the boogeyman, he's the bad guy, and yet the boogeyman is sitting right in front of them. It's Joe Biden, it's Kamala Harris, it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's John Kirby, it's all of those people. They are the boogeyman. It's Alejandro Mayorkas. So we got to stand up for what's right. We got to get out there and vote. Elections have consequences, and every vote does matter. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Even if you don't love Trump, cold, cold your nose and press the right button. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. Coming up, we'll be talking to General Blaine Holt. You don't want to miss it. Keep it right here. The city that never sleeps. 17 miles from Madison Square Garden, New York City. It's America at Night with Rich Valdez, America's favorite late night talk program, featuring interesting guests from around the world and calls from across America. And now, here is your host, Rich Valdez. And welcome back to America at Night. This is not Rich Valdez. This is Lydia Serrani. You can follow me on all social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you can watch me on Newsmax. I had two shows, one on Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern until 7 p.m. Eastern. Although this Saturday, I'll be doing a pre-show on the Trump rally. So that'll be on at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then Sunday, I have my show, Sunday Agenda, 12 noon until 2 p.m. And then I fill in during the week where I make a several appearances and as well. And this, this next guest is someone I got to know very well because I get to interview him. I get to interview him because it's always an honor to speak to him because sometimes the things that he knows and that he says just like... Whoosh, like blows my mind. He's also been on this show with Rich Valdez as well. Brigadier General Blaine Holt. General, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I am just totally humbled by your lead-in, but thank you so much for that. And it's Happy so give New your, Year, Lydia. It's great to be with you. Happy New Year to you too. And give your credentials, the NATO, like I, I was trying to, I can't read, I don't have my contacts in to read the paragraph because I, I was like, wait, I got to give, I got to give him a proper introduction of just how substantial <laughs> and, and cool it is to like have you. I, and then when you text me, I'm like, oh my God, a Brigadier General Blaine Holt is texting me. It's a big deal. You're a big deal. Well, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a humble guy. And I, uh, and I, I had the honor of flying in our Air Force for 27 years in a variety of aircraft, most importantly, the C-17. And, and, and in my general officer's life, I had the honor of running logistics for the European theater, uh, uh, for U.S. European Command, and then I finished up as a deputy representative from the United States to NATO. An incredible career. And now you also are on Newsmax all the time, giving us great information about what's going on Iran. Tell us about the latest attack that happened there. ISIS is behind it. 
And of course, we know this all is a result of Joe Biden, weakness on the world stage, the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. And here's my fear, General. I fear like all of our other adversaries, they see that Biden can't beat Trump. And I feel that before the election happens, that more strikes will will come because they, they're thinking now or never. Because tr- once Trump comes in, all of the games we're playing, it's over. So we got to get in all of our attacks, all of our nonsense in now while we have Joe Biden at the helm of the greatest nation in the world. So talk to me first about Iran, about what's going on there, about Israel, of course, and that relation, and then about Joe Biden being responsible for all of this. Yeah, so let's let's start with Iran. That was a very interesting, um, horrific, terrible for civilians uh, attack in Kerman, Iran. But but I'm very troubled, uh, as I know a few of my colleagues are, by this um, very quick ISIS has declared um, responsibility for it. And um, uh, Iran is now wanting to blame the United States and Israel for it. Um, but, but I've seen through my sources um, video and other footage that indicates that whatever it is we're being told in the retail space, it may not actually be that way. I'm very concerned that Iran has created a situation, whether it's with cooperation of ISIS or not, um, that they're creating a predicate to attack either Israel or the United States. Now, the, the clear and present danger to me, Lydia, goes to our southern border because it's wide open. And we have Iranian IRGC operatives across our entire nation. So, so if I was Iran and I was going to strike the United States for whatever rationale I, I made, would I do it in the Middle East or would I bring that war to us right here? I'm very worried that we're very vulnerable here because of that border. And it just envelops itself into a lot of the politics of the day. Um, what we've seen since that terrorist attack happened is um, the Iraqi parliament has come together and demanded that the United States be expelled from Iraq that the ambassador have his credentials stripped. And um, and this is in cooperation with Iran, obviously, and then Hezbollah, which gets into Lebanon. So, you know, I just dropped a lot of names of these groups, and all of these dots are connected. But, but all these dots also run through a country called China and Russia. And, um, and then you have a Biden administration, which many, including me, believe are compromised, that's just from my review of what um, uh, Congressman Comer has revealed through their investigation. And I think that um, when we start to look at, at, uh, at our administration, we have to start to question, what is your strategy? How are you going to deal with this? You know, we've come through Afghanistan. The war in Ukraine is a failure. Um, here we are uh, with a war in Israel that has now gone regional. And 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 so we're we're all looking at that and we're wondering what does that mean to us here at home? Let me tell you that there is no greater security danger than our southern border. Americans in the polls will say our ailing economy is the worst thing. They're going to find out pretty quickly that 11 million unaccounted for individuals in our nation is the most important thing. So I'm very worried and concerned that this this terrorist attack in Iran 
is very connected to what's going to happen to us next year. And Charles Marino, we had him on earlier. He talked about this, too. Again, we're speaking to Brigadier General Blaine Hull talking about national security issues and how foreign policy impacts what happens to us here at home. And people need to understand that. And you've got like Nikki Haley and John Bolton. Oh, go after uh, Iran and do this (laughs) and do that. And it's we talk, talk to me, General, about how Joe Biden, not only his weakness on the world stage and how He's empowered our adversaries. But we are also indirectly funding these terrorist attacks. We know Iran is the largest state sponsor of terrorism. And yet through Biden's policies, we are we are basically funding them. We are enriching the coffers, a lot of mullah for the mullahs. Yeah, we're also enriching uranium with U.S. taxpayers' dollars. Oh. So when we look the other way on these sanctions and we help Iran get to $100 billion with a B in monies that we said we would sanction and and not allow them to have access to. For oil. What that means is they are now at a place where they're at 60% enrichment of uranium, and they're on their way to the 90% level. Now, I I don't want to say that, look, this means Iran's going to have nuclear weapons the day after tomorrow. It does not mean that. But what it means is, is that we're on that path. And moreover, the, the issue here is, is that the United States has enabled that path. And the, the Trump administration had a very good handle on this. And, and so this administration has gone very much back to the Obama ways of appeasement and satisfy Iran's needs. And, and somehow you'll wish that, that they're not going to do bad things to you. Um, the opposite of that is true. And so... So with with this, what we find is an administration who has no ability to answer the mail on any of their decisions. Look at what's happened. Um, We tried to have deterrence in the region. And and instead of increasing our strength and answering for these strikes on our soldiers, um, we have pulled back military force by pulling back the carrier strike group forward. We moved the uh, amphibious readiness group Uh, that's supposed to do anti-piracy out of the Gulf of Aden, where the piracy is going on, into the Mediterranean. So all we're doing is giving the enemy, and it is an enemy, exactly what they want. Meanwhile, we throw Israel under the bus and trash them. Why did Joe Biden lift the sanctions? Trump put them in. You know, we had so much oil under President Trump that he was selling it. And that's why we saw gas at $1.80. And... Oil is so much more than even even just filling our, our gas tanks, right? People don't understand yeah. that that that's how Russia became a superpower. It's oil. That's right. how Iran is becoming a superpower. It's because of oil. So why did Joe Biden in one fell swoop when his first day in office, you know, to appease the radical left, the environmentalists, or or was it even something even more sinister? He shut down that Keystone Pipeline. He's strangling the fossil fuel industry with all of these sanctions. Why do that? Why empower, make make our adversaries filthy rich? What does he think our adversaries are going to do with all of that oil money? So let me suggest to you something provocative from a strategic viewpoint. Um, Iran really is not the key here. Iran has the oil to sell, but who are they selling the oil to? They're selling it to China. 
Yep. China has a company called CEFC. I know this company very well. I've actually sat in diplomatic dialogues where representatives of CEFC were sitting next to me, right next to me. And um, what I'm telling you is, is when you start to look at Hunter Biden, his problems, the compromise with CEFC, the I'm standing right here next to my father type stuff, then you un- start to understand pretty clearly why we would allow Iran to blindly sell oil to China because China and CEFC told Biden to do so. Um, there's, if, if that conclusion can be refuted, I'd be all interested in debating that point. But when I start to look at what Representative uh, Comer is producing right now, I, I, I would say that we would be very foolish not to think that um, there's there's issues with the Biden administration and the Biden family that are starting to um, interfere with our national security needs. And if you look at it, Lydia, have you ever heard the term World War III or nuclear weapons more uttered um, in your life than in the last 24 months? I don't think you have. No, I, I haven't. And the fact that you know, Joe Biden meets with President Xi Jinping of China, and we know that fentanyl is coming across our border, and we know that yeah. the poisoning of Americans, they say it's over about a, over 100,000. I think it's a lot more. And we know who dies over drug overdoses. It's young people, people in their 20s and in their, in their 30s. And so who's replacing them? But you've got people from all over the world in their 20s and in their 30s, young men of military age. You have to really wonder what the heck is going on. And it, it doesn't, it's, it stinks. There's it's something, it's something, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's, it's corruption yeah. at this point with Joe Biden. Keep it right there, General Holt. Don't go anywhere. We have to go to break. I'm Lydia Serrani. Again, you could follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, and we'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. And welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. I'm a host for Newsmax. You can catch me this Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern until 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm hosting a Trump rally. Also have my show. And then on Sunday at noon Eastern until 2 p.m. Eastern, my show Sunday Agenda. And then I fill in on primetime during the week. And I just, I'm the kind of person that just tells it like it is. That's that's it. I just, uh, I'm a journalist at heart and everything I say, it, it's based in fact. So a lot of my opinions, I call it, it's called fact-based opinion, which is something a lot of uh, pundits on MSNBC and CNN and Al Sharpton know absolutely nothing about on the line with us. As somebody who only deals in facts as well, Major, Brigadier General Blaine Holt, thank you so much, General, for waiting and staying on the line with us So because I had to bring you back to talk to you more. <laughs> I'm always, and I'm at your service, you, you know that when, whenever you need me. 
So I just saw this on the Hill. Uh, my, my producer, Alex, alerted me to it. Uh, Houthi, Houthi, right? It's Houthi or Houthi. I always never know how to say it. Whatever. Houthi drone ship explodes yeah. in Red Sea. Now, the Houthis are Iranian-backed militia. Explodes in the Red Sea as U.S. steps up warnings. A drone boat filled with explosives launched from the part of Yemen controlled by Iran-backed Houthi militants drew within a couple of miles of U.S. Navy and commercial ships in the Red Sea before detonating. I, I mean, thank God nobody was killed in this explosion, yeah. but we have had service men and women that are hurt. And talk to me about yeah. how many of these attacks have happened on, on U.S. bases and, and forces. I, I mean, this is, this is, it's scary to me. It seems like almost like they're, they're pricking the bear and trying to wake it up. Yeah, so what we have to do is we've got to look at everything through the prism of strategy. So let's let's go let's go before we even talk about the attacks. Let's talk about we've got 19 bases in Iraq and Syria. We're talking about 3,400 people. Uh, 3,400 of our forces are sitting there, and they don't have orders or a release from the president to defend themselves. In fact, what the Pentagon has done is done political pinprick attacks to respond, to say, we won't put up with this aggression. Nonsense. Um, when something attacks a U.S. force, then the U.S. force should be able to come back with overwhelming force uh, as a deterrent to say, you're, you're not going to put a paw on us. You, 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 if you do that, the cost imposition to you will be times 10. And, and what we do is, what we're doing right now is we're making our forces very vulnerable. So what I worry about is these really insignificant responses. Let's go back to the Gulf of Aden, where, um, you know, Tisboomba, uh, we're hitting three fast attack boats um, from the Houthis that moved in on uh, one of our ships and then uh, other shipping, and we, we destroyed them. So um, that's actually not a response that would deter anybody. All it does is encourage more warfare because it's a tit-for-tat war. So so instead of def definitively with the power of the United States, which I know we have, to um, exhibit a cost on the Houthis that would put them out of the war business tomorrow. And, and, and Lydia, let me be very clear. Um, I'm, I'm very well versed in our war plan. If we wanted to shut down the Houthi war machine, we could do it uh, tomorrow afternoon. Um, we would hit their command and control. Do, does anybody remember shock and awe in Iraq and what that exactly looked like? Um, we, we can actually impose a cost on them that will put them out of the piracy business in nine seconds. But, but this administration refuses to even say the four-letter word Iran, which is the progenitor of all of this. And, and that's where our true problems are. And what I, what I fear is that we're putting our servicemen and women at extreme risk by not having a strategy that mines their protection first. We have less than a minute left, General. Shouldn't we bankrupt them? Isn't that step one? Whenever you're dealing with an adversary, stop giving them money? Yeah, we, we should pull the money. <laughs> we were paying them $1.2 billion a hostage. And then we said, listen, go ahead and give uh, China all the oil you want and make the billions that you need. Uh, we're good with it. Why? Why? We should be asking the questions why. And I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because China has a lock on this administration that that we must now uh, pry open and we must now take off. Uh, otherwise, we're going to find ourselves uh, in a very bad situation. 
Oh, well, thank you so much, General Holt. And uh, you know what? November, it can't come soon enough. Thank you so much. And, uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right. Happy New Year, sir. And we'll be right back. I'm Lydia Serrano filling in for Rich Valdez. And uh, we'll call at uh, midnight, one 833 valdez We'll be right back. Lydia Serrani filling in for the great Rich Valdez. And coming up at midnight, you'll be able to call in. Open phones across America, 1-833-4-VALDEZ with an S. Again, that number is 1-833-4-VALDEZ with an S. And I'll be taking your call. We can talk about any of the topics we've discussed, anything else you want to talk about. And this next topic I've been dying to do And this guest is the perfect guest for it. It's Father Frank Pavone. He's a pro-life leader and also the national director of Priests for Life. Father Pavone, thank you so much for joining us here on America at Night. And uh, you're also a Newsmax contributor, too. Yes, I sure am. And Lydia, it's always a joy to be with you. Thanks so much for having me tonight. So, Father Frank, I, I really I wanted to talk to you about because I, I was talking about all the battles happening across the world. Right. We have a battle yes. at the southern border. We have battles yes. raging in the Middle East. Iran, the, there was another Houthi backed attack in the Red Sea. But there's also battles going on within the home. I feel like it's it's under attack. Our faith. Anybody that yes. believes in God, whether you are a Christian, you're Jewish, I This is under attack, and you see it happening in our schools. You're seeing kids coming home, even though their parents are, their parent could be a a Christian education teacher, and the kid come home and says, well, there's no such thing as God. You're you're an idiot. Why do you think that's happening more and more, that everybody is now becoming an agnostic or a secular, I'm spiritual, instead of believing in the Almighty Father? You know, Lydia, this is a big topic that it affects us on an individual level, on a family level, uh, and also in the, on the level of government. All these interrelated problems, uh, I, first of all, I'll say that I've never heard in the course of my travels, my, uh, my political commentaries and trainings, I've never heard more of our fellow citizens say, you know, all these political battles, all these public policy problems, this is a battle between good and evil. Um, or as one senator told me decades ago, actually, it was at that time, Senator Sam Brownback. I was meeting with him in the Senate in terms of uh, some, some, some policy issues relating to abortion. And at a certain point, he sat back in his chair and he said, you know, Father Frank, I'm going to tell you the difference, the dividing line right now here in the Senate is not between left and right, Republican, Democrat. He said it is between those who acknowledge God and those who don't. And it was like at that at that time, this would have been in the 90s, it, it, that really struck me. And now, I mean, we're hearing that and we're seeing that unfold more and more clearly. Ultimately, I think the answer to your question is that people who are pursuing their own agendas, and we see that 
whether it's on a sensual level or just, you know, the, the passions that we have, unbridled passion or greed, or whether it's in a more in a more orchestrated level in terms of those who want to exercise basically tyrannical power over us. When people want to pursue uh, their own agendas in that way, they have to deny God, because, because otherwise they, 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 they acknowledge that there are limits. Otherwise, they, they have to live in a, in a responsible way. If there's a God, then we're accountable to him. If we're gonna, not going to be accountable, we have to deny that he's there. Absolutely. And there's there's a song, Lady Gaga, I was born this way. It's a it's an LGBTQ anthem born this way. And yet this same group of people wants to talk about transgenderism, which is an affront to God. It's saying that God made a mistake, that you were born in the wrong body and that you all you need is to inject yourself with some hormones, go get some surgery, and then you can magically undo what God did. And that is create. Yeah. You, you know, you know, Lydia, what this is, you can summarize this in, in, in a very simple way. Either truth is something that shapes us or we shape it. It, mm-hmm. it can't be both. It, it, do we acknowledge truth or do we create truth? Now, when we look at our founding uh, uh, and our, the framers of our nation and, our, and its founding documents, they acknowledge that there was such a thing as truth beyond what I might think and what I might want or how I might interpret things. They said there are laws of nature and of nature's God. And they acknowledged these laws and they said, you know, ultimately people have to acknowledge these laws. Otherwise, our system of government fails. You can't govern yourself unless you can discern the difference between right and wrong. And then you can't discern the difference between right and wrong. For, that is for a whole nation. All right, for a whole group of people, you were governing ourselves. You can't discern right from wrong unless you acknowledge that there's a truth that you did not create. But what are we seeing today? We're seeing people creating their own truth. Even they even speak that way. Oh, I have my truth. You have your truth. You know what I often think about the game shows. When we turn mm-hmm. on TV and we see game shows, when you see the person standing there and it's like, okay, you get this next question right, you're going to get $15,000, you know, and then they answer the question, and then the buzzer goes off, oh, sorry, wrong answer, you lose $15,000. If, in fact, we all create our own truth, we owe an apology to everybody on these game shows that loses out on this money because they should stand up and say, wait a second, I can create my own truth, I'll always get the right answer. And yet we, it's built into our our society that no, you don't create your own right answers. There's right answers and there's wrong answers. And uh, look at, you mentioned about the transgender. I believe, you know, my, my whole life is, is devoted to fighting abortion and dealing with this issue full time. I often point out the following that today we can't say a man is a man or a woman is a woman. And maybe that's because for 50 years we've said a baby's not a baby. In either case, whether you're denying the humanity of the baby in the room or, or a womb, or you're denying your own masculinity or femininity, the bottom line is it's the same mistake. You're trying to recreate God's truth that has already been imposed in your very body, and not only in our bodies, but in the moral laws of the, of the universe. There are just some fundamental things that cannot be changed. Again, we're right. speaking with a Father Pavone, pro-life leader, national director of Priests for Life. We do have to go to break, but I want to get your thoughts on this when we come back. I saw this 
this Instagram video of, of a priest, and he said he walked into a prison, and as he walked in, the prisoners didn't even see him, and he saw he heard started hearing these guttural noises, like animalistic noises, and he he believe you know he talks about it, and I I truly believe this too. The devil Satan is alive and well, and you hear that yes. saying that the devil. He, you know, when a robber or a burglar breaks into a home, they they don't pick the the crappiest house on the block. They like the nicest house on the block, right? Because it's a conquest. And so I feel that's what's happening. Not not like people think of demonic possession. They think of uh, you know the movie The Exorcist and your head spinning off. But sometimes you hear about these things, you see the actions of certain people, and you wonder. Who is influencing them? What voices yeah. in their heads are they listening to? It's certainly not their their the Holy Spirit because that's who that's our intuition. That's who speaks to us. So I want to talk more about that and also how drugs and alcohol and then the whole legalization of drugs is is the gateway drug for Satan to come in and take us over and divide and conquer as well. So I want to talk about that. When we come back, we'll discuss that with Father Frank Pavone. You're listening to America at Night. And at the top of the hour at midnight, you can call in for open phones across America. one 833 valdez with an S. That's one 833 valdez I'm Lydia Serrani. We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. And welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrani. I'm a Newsmax host filling in for Rich Valdez, my friend. And on the line with us, we have pro-life leader, Father Frank Pavone. He's also the national director of Priests for Life. Now, before we went to break, I talked about the devil. People think it's a horny red creature that just goes around and then somebody that listens to him or, is, you know, uh, you know, it. That, that he's just like, you know, what we see in the cartoons and, and the movies and stuff like that. But talk to me, Father Pavone, about how drugs is enabling this evil to proliferate throughout our country. You know, uh, we, we do believe that the devil exists. And uh, but you're right. You know, how does he manifest himself? Scripture tells us that the works of the devil are lies and murder. Mm-hmm. He hates God, but he knows he can't destroy God. So what does he do? He does the next best thing. He destroys what's made in the image of God, which is human life. And how does he do it? By getting people to tell themselves lies, by getting others to tell lies. And one of those very significant lies is that, you know, we can find uh, uh, fulfillment, we can find happiness, we can find relief, we can find, uh, uh, you know, our, 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 our pleasure in some way. In these, uh, in substance abuse, uh, among other self-destructive activities, and this is where he accomplishes his purposes: lies and 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 killing, lies and death always go together. And we are seeing the unfolding of uh, what can 
truly be described, and more and more people are describing it as demonic. Now, that doesn't mean that it, that takes responsibility away from us. We have to be careful. That I always tell people, don't see the devil behind every corner, because you know a lot of times the devil can just sit back and watch us get into trouble all on our own. But the fact of the matter is that you know if you believe there's a spiritual being who hates the human family uh, and tries to deceive us. Uh, well, then, you know, this, this, you know, whether it's substance abuse, alcohol abuse, domestic violence, uh, or terrorism itself. I mean, where's this coming from where human beings have absolutely no regard for the right to life of other human beings? Uh, well, it, it, it's exactly what we're talking about. If you deny God, if you forget about the creator, you're not going to value the creature. And, and, and that's where we're at. And that's a work of the devil. Absolutely. And when I see people in the streets, you know, here in New York City, you know, they're they're praising Hitler for what he did with the Jews. Yes, and I think to myself, yes. he's sitting alongside the devil. You know, I, I just I yes. can't even believe this is happening. And they're justifying the rape and, and murder of innocent people and babies putting being put into ovens. I I have to right. think that there's right. like some sort of demonic force. That, but that doesn't take away culpability from these people's right. actions because we do have what's called free will and that's what god has given exactly. us but the fact that people are could even that thought can even go in their heads and then of course abortion is also part of this again like you said murder yes, and lies and yeah. they're listening to that voice in their head that says i this baby is not a blessing or i'm not good enough or i need this drug to make me happy that's the that's the devil. That's evil in your mind because if you listen to your heart, your soul, your gut instinct, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, that's that's God. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. So that's what's and, really and, frightening. And, and you know, you mentioned the Holy Spirit. What is what is what does Jesus say? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth. So you see, everything that we're saying in this conversation, it all fits together very nicely because God is truth. The Spirit is truth. The works of the devil are lies. Now, some people might be you know, frightened by this conversation and say, well, how, how am I supposed to fight against the devil? And, and listen, you don't have to get involved in, you know, exorcisms or, you know, people should not directly address the devil. What you do is, is, is it's very simply you promote truth. If the devil is the, is the father of lies, the way to fight him is to simply promote truth, study truth, accept it promote it, like we were talking at the beginning of the show, you know, this idea that, you know, oh, you're, you can be a, you're a man, but you can be a woman, or vice versa, or the baby in the womb is not a baby. These are lies. Or, oh, you know, the solution to this is drugs, or, you know, terrorism is a good thing, or, or I'm pleasing God by committing this act of terrorism. We see these, these radical Islamic terrorists saying that very same thing. That is a lie. So what we do is we promote truth instead. If the devil is a murderer, we promote life. We defend life. We respect life. That's the way you fight the devil. You don't have to get involved in any weird kind of, you know, spiritual things. Uh, uh, you just, it's, it's a spiritual thing enough to, to just adhere to that truth and that love and that respect and that reverence for human life. That's how we fight the devil. And how do you strengthen, we, we have to go, prayer, right? I mean, just if you strengthen yes. that relationship with God, with your creator, Jesus, there's a reason why he said, I'm the truth, I'm the way, I'm the light. And you yes. focus on that yes. truth and that foundation of your faith, then there's no evil that can permeate, correct? You know, I, I, I believe, you know, the American people are deeply a religious people and a people still who value prayer, you know, despite everything we see going on around us, uh, people know 
uh, e- even if it's a little bit at arm's distance, that prayer is there, prayer is real, prayer is powerful. Why? Because it's union with God. It's very important that people not think of prayer as if it's a vending machine. Oh, let me put my order in mm-hmm. with God, you know, and I'll hopefully get what, I'm or- what I ordered. No, it's a relationship with God. When you go into the presence of God in prayer, that's why it strengthens us, because first of all, it opens the mind to his truth. We actually understand truth better after we spend time with God in prayer. What does it also do? It spurs us to desire what is good. You know, and sometimes people might feel that they can't pray because they're confused or they don't know what words to use or they're anxious. And listen, you don't have to feel any particular way. You don't even have to think any particular thoughts. The essence of prayer is that I am deciding at this moment, maybe I'll do it for five minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes people will pray for longer times. I'm going to be with God during this time. It's a matter of the will. It's like when you love another person, don't you want, you just want to be with them, you know, and you might just be sitting there and not doing anything, not saying anything, not even thinking anything, but it's the desire to be with that person that is showing your love for them. Same thing with prayer. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to us, never be, never feel like, oh, I can't pray. You can always pray. No matter how you're feeling, no matter how confused or, or discouraged you might be, you can always pray, because the Lord is always there. And just sometimes that sheer desire, that pure will to say, Lord, I'm, 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 I, don't know, I'm, I don't know where you are, I don't know what you're thinking, uh, but I'm going to spend these next five minutes just with you, that will bring us in fact. I'm Lydia Serrani. Again, you could follow me at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, and we'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. Welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrano. I, 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 I'm sorry I cut you. We cut you off a little bit before, Father Pavone. You were finishing up with your thoughts about how it's important prayer to establish a relationship with God because people don't understand God is our fa- is our father like a, how your father loves a child a mother like I have I have a daughter uh, her name is Julia she'll be 7 in February there's nothing she could do that could ever make me say I don't love you and that's right. how God feels about us Exactly. And, 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 you know, to accept that, it really transforms our lives. It, it does. You know, a lot of people believe that God is out there, but they're not so sure what he thinks about them. And, and that's where, Lydia, you know, we just celebrated Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about. It's God telling us exactly what he thinks about us. He loves humanity so much that he, he, he took on a human life himself. He jumped in to our lives, to our suffering, even into our death so that he could redeem it all and, uh, and give us a share in his divine life. It's a marvelous truth 
it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, understanding that we as 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 Christians have, and and of course we're based in the the Judeo-Christian uh, belief, the both the Old and the New Testaments. It's a beautiful thing, and if people are not, uh, you know, feel like uh, maybe they've been away from their religion a little bit or they haven't studied these things, this is a perfect time to just go back, especially like you said, with with all the chaos going on in the world. What better t- moment can there be than, than now to rediscover? what our faith has to tell us. Absolutely. Father Frank Pavone, thank you so much for being with us this evening. God bless you. Give us your blessing as well. Pray for us. Pray for me. And Happy New Year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy New Year. God bless you all. Happy New Year. Okay, coming up, we got phones, open phones across America, one 833 valdez with an S. I see some calls already coming in. I'm Lydia Serrani. From the city that never sleeps. 17 miles from Madison Square Garden, New York City. It's America at Night with Rich Valdez. America's favorite late night talk program. Featuring interesting guests from around the world. And calls from across America. And now, here is your host, Rich Valdez. And good morning. This is Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. And you can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you can watch me on Newsmax on Saturdays. Uh, This Saturday will be at 4 p.m. Eastern. Usually it's 5 p.m. Eastern until 7 p.m. And Sundays, my show Sunday Agenda at 12 noon until 2 p.m. And then I fill in during the week for hosts like Greg Kelly, Carl Higby. I filled in for Rob Schmidt over the holidays. So And I'll be doing Chris Salcedo. He's another great radio host. So that's where you'll hear me there. And I also am a journalist and have a background. I've done a lot of radio. I was at WABC for several years. And now we are starting open phones across America. I've got several people waiting already. And that number is 1-833-4-VALDES. Again, that number is 1-833-4-VALDES. One of the big topics I see people want to talk about to remind everyone is Biden He unleashed his new ad. And of course, he's attacking Donald Trump because President Trump, it's it looks like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to win the Republican primary. Let's take a listen to his campaign ad. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. Something dangerous happened in America. There's an extremist movement who does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. You know, Alex, you can turn it off. I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick of that. I'm sorry. I'm like about to throw up. Oh, God. Joe Biden, really? You, you want to talk about extremists? Take no, Look at Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, that congresswoman from the river to the sea. She called for the eradication of Israel, the eradication of Jews. She called uh, Benjamin Netanyahu a genocidal maniac. Then you've got AOC and Biden. 
he is an extremist, right? The people that voted for him, you know, whoever they are, I, I've yet to meet somebody that admits that they voted for Joe Biden. They thought he was going to be a moderate. And look what he's done. He's he's over on our country with illegals, an estimated 12 million, 11 to 12 million. Now you're hearing the, the term World War Three more so than ever. So we got a lot of things going on. Joe Biden, he makes me sick. Elections have consequences, people. Get out there and vote. Do the right thing. Talk, you know, like we were talking about it with Father Pavone. It's all about the truth. And that's what we discuss here on America at Night. Uh, let's go to uh, Paul from uh, Boise, Idaho. Thanks for taking my call. I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying your show, Bill, in today, Lydia. It's a good one. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, that that Biden that Biden ad makes you want to throw up. It's ridiculous. It's like watching a a small moving picture, uh, a movie of the the book by George Orwell, nineteen eighty four. It's just it's full of disinformation and lies, just out and out lies about what he's done for the country. And uh, I've I've seen it now four times, and that's too many times. Paul, what goes through your mind when you see Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, and you see Joe Biden and they're talking about Bidenomics and how you just have to wait because it's working. America's never been stronger economically. And yet I, I actually lost my wallet recently and I called up to replace my credit cards. And the woman on the phone said to me, we just got into a conversation while she was input, you know, and she said to me that she's getting so many phone calls from people saying they can't even make their minimum credit card payments anymore minimums this is what joe biden has done to america people can't they're borrowing their their they can't pay their bills so they're borrowing against their 401ks they're dipping into their savings yet you got joe biden you got the left-wing media lying to the american people saying everything is fantastic yeah i two two summers ago i when the inflation got up to close to 10 uh 10 uh I decided that I'd better start a a victory garden, an anti-Biden garden, and and got some fresh vegetables from my garden to be able to, because of the fact that I couldn't afford to go to the store and buy them. I'm on a very limited income, and so what happened was I thought, well, I'll do that. It was a lot of work, almost too much, but it paid off in the long run because I felt better about myself because I was doing something that to combat what it's it's costing us as Americans, not just me, but everybody else is still in the pinch, if they're going to be realistic about it. If they're not going to be realistic about it, they're going to believe the, the garbage that is spewing from Joe Biden. And I, I for one, am not going to fall for that. You know, the Bidenomics is a, is a scam. Every time you see the... the uh, um, Janet Granholm and, and the other people in, in his administration, they're all trying to push these EVs on us, which we can't afford in the first place. We couldn't afford the payments if they made them available to us. And we have, we just don't have the money to be able to buy them. But yet they're like used car salesmen coming after you. They're not letting you look at the cars. They're pushing them on you. And that's how right. I feel. Every everything Everything they're doing is totally against being an American. And, and enjoying your freedom, they want to own and they want to push their their will, and and their madness onto us like we want to be a part of it and we don't want any part of it. And that's what they don't get. That's right. 
All right, Paul, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here at America at Night. Uh, we still got the phone lines open. Again, it's one eight three three four valdez That's one eight three three four valdez Before we go to break, I want to play clip number seven. This is CNN's Jake Tapper. He claims that Biden has done so much on the conservative side of things. So this, again, just goes to show you how the left-wing media is the propaganda machine. And, you know, there's that famous line, whoever controls the message controls the masses. And that's why it's it's imperative that we have a truthful media. And so we can't get it from CNN anymore or MSDNC. So you have to watch, if you're going to watch TV, you have to watch, you know, Newsmax, which I'm, 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 I'm yes, am I biased because I work there 100%, but I chose to work there because I believe in what we are doing, that we are trying to bring the truth to American homes. And then, of course, you listen to shows like this one, America at Night. But let, take a listen to Jake Tapper for, on CNN, clip number seven. I know that the position of the Biden White House, which you used to belong to, is that, boy, they've done more on the conservative side of things than any Democratic president uh, in, in recent history, keeping the COVID era prescription, uh, pr- uh, uh, rules in for as long as they could. Uh, in their view, uh, you know, tightening up asylum laws to the point that they're being sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, you know, with a with a very important Latino base. It's just absolutely delusional, absolutely delusional. Then I want you to listen to this speaker, Mike Johnson. He was unfortunately on CNN. You know, he went along with other uh, Republicans. They went down to the border and he fact checked Jake Tapper for defending Biden. Remember, Biden supposedly went out to the border. Do you remember that Kamala Harris is supposed to be the border czar? Well, take a listen to this exchange. He he he, he smacked her down. That's like the New York City way of saying, um, you know, he gave it to her good. Uh, clip number eight. So the 14 billion, um, there are, you're right, 1,600 asylum officers that would be part of that to speed up processing of asylum claims. That's what you're talking about. Um, but there also would be 1,300 more uh, Border Patrol agents to work alongside the, the 20,200 uh, and also funding to hire 1,000 Custom and Border Prote- Protection officers with a focus on counter fentanyl. So it's not all, in fact, most of it is not related to uh, 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 processing asylum seekers. A lot of it has to do with what you're talking about. Jake, the president should come to the border. What, a, what an idea that would be. He should talk to the Border Patrol agents who are down here. I think he went last year, just FYI. Yeah, well, he went for a photo op. He should come and spend a couple of days like we have to be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border. That's effectively what it is. We have so many people. Jake, seven million people have come into the country since Biden uh, walked into the Oval Office. And that's a, a low estimate. Most people believe it may be twice that high. We have nearly two million gotaways that we know about, not to mention those who evaded capture. Over 300 uh, known terrorists apprehended at the border trying to come in. We don't know how many evaded uh, capture and, and uh, detection. They're in the country, potentially setting up terrorist cells everywhere. And that's how you do it. You combat it with truth, the lies with the truth. Let's go. uh, Do we have time or should we go to break? We got time. Okay, let's go to uh, we got to talk to Jim from Chicago. Hey, Lydia. Um, Thank you. Uh, The big question that I have is about Vivek. Um, He was stating something recently. I don't know where it was, uh, but he was stating that uh, the Republicans actually have um, a way of closing the border under some kind of section, blah, 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 law. And he doesn't understand why the Republicans are not acting on this 
special privilege that they have in order to close the border. Well, that's uh, a good question. Let me, I did see he was he was uh, talking. I mean, he has some great ideas. I've, I've interviewed Vivek uh, t- three times and he's a really smart guy. But sometimes I, I feel like the things that he says is more, uh, you know, in theory versus practice. It's easy to say, well, why don't you do this, that? But I'm going to look into it. Keep, keep it right there, Jim, if you want to stay on the line. We're going to go to break and then I'll look into it during the break because he was doing a town hall. He's been on all the all the channels and uh, well, we got some people also already waiting online. Again, this is Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. We're doing open phones across America. One eight three three four Valdez. That's one eight three three four Valdez. And keep it right here. We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now eight three three four Valdez. That's eight three three four eight two. And welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrano. I'm filling in for Rich Valdez and I'm a Newsmax host and you can watch me every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern today. This Saturday will be 4 p.m. We're doing a pre-show for the rally and then Sundays at noon Eastern. And you can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And we had uh, Jim from Chicago on the line with us before and he wanted he brought up a great uh, a comment from Vivek Ramaswamy. He's running for president. And he was in Marcus, Iowa. And it was last week. Uh, it was public. I think it was around uh, right after Christmas, uh, December 27th. And he said that Vivek said that Republicans could easily shut down the border. And he brought up a part of a law that he says has not been used. That's in that's in the U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. It's Section 287G. This is according to Vivek. 287G basically allows for ICE to delegate the warrant power to local law enforcement. So what what he's saying is that like what Texas is doing, that Abbott he's or says that his his uh, law enforcement could arrest people that are illegally entering the state. But now you have the Department of Justice saying that he's not allowed to do that, and they're suing. And so what Vivek is saying that per ICE's 287G, Section 287G, that local states, if they wanted to, they, they, as long as they, they get that, they allows for ICE to delegate the warrant power to local law enforcement that they could arrest the illegals. According to Vivek, he was also quoted as saying, I've talked to local law enforcement around the country. They're standing by and ready to do it, but ICE needs to direct them to do it. Now we've got a million people in the country that put a man on the moon can absolutely get that done. So that's what Vivek said. Part of his plan is to how he would secure the border by using that 287G uh, from ICE. Uh, Jim from Chicago, uh, that's that's a, I'm thinking that's what you were referring to, right? 
Yeah, it sounds very clear. Um, yeah, and that was that was really shocking to to hear that. So, wh- do you know why there's no ac- action? I mean, I'm yeah, I believe in America and immigration and the land of the free, but I also believe in you know the proper process. And uh, I, Vivek really hit it on the nail. And it's surprising that nobody else has talked about this in all this time. No, you're right. It is it is an interesting take, and he's a brilliant guy. But and and of course there has to be a way. And then I read an article that. Biden, they opened, they reopened four four other ports of entry. Now, when you listen to the Democrats, they'll say things like, well, they're not illegal. And technically, here's a crazy thing. They're technically kind of not illegal because they are, the Biden administration is allowing them in and they're coming through these ports of entries. They become illegal because they file these asylum claims. And we know that more than 90% of people that, that come into this country and claim asylum, they don't qualify for asylum. My parents, they came here on asylum. They were fled a communist nation. They fled Albania and they had to wait four years in Italy before they came here to the United States. My parents had to be migrant farm workers and all these things. And then they also needed a guarantor, which was my father's brother-in-law that basically said you would you wouldn't be dependent on the state. So my father's brother-in-law, my uncle, my aunt's husband had to basically say, um, I'll take if if God forbid they're not able to support themselves, they they uh, I'll support them so they're not a, a burden on the government. So there are these laws that are in place, but Biden refuses to abide by them. That's what's so crazy about all of this. They say the immigration system is broken. Yet why wasn't it broken under under President Trump? Can can I say something, Lydia? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm I'm talking to you. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Thank you. Um. Yeah, there's a difference between playing government and being government. And right now mm-hmm. we're playing government. And that's it. I, Thank you. I agree. I agree with you. Thank you so much, Jim, uh, from Chicago for calling in. I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. I, I don't think Joe Biden has. I don't think he loves America. I don't think he loves his own son. He sees he saw that his son was a drug addict. Instead of getting him help, he he coddled him and he he helped him you know, receive millions upon millions of dollars from, from other countries. And then he, he took part in it. He met with these people. He went on the phone with them. Really? You Come on, look at Hunter. We saw the laptop. Mayor Giuliani, he got it out there. He put it out there. America's mayor, which I know Rudy very well, um, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And if this man can't even love his own son, help his own son, you think he loves America? You think he cares about me or you? All he cares about is extra zeros on his bank account. But then you wonder, I wondered to myself, how much money can one person have? You know, if you think about it, as long as you have a warm place, if you have a, if your belly is full, one more and you have like clean clothes, what, what more do you need? I, I don't understand. Like, I like nice things. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, but I, I mean, these multimillionaires and billionaires and this and that, it's like, at what point do you see, how do you look at yourself in the mirror when you, when you have people in the streets that can barely make ends meet? I, I just, I don't understand it. The, and how Joe Biden, a career politician for 40 years, making, you know, a regular salary is now a multi, multi-millionaire. It, it really is incredible. We got a lot more phone calls to take. one eight three three four valdez That's one eight three three four valdez with an S. I'm Lydia Serrani. Again, you can follow me at social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. Keep it right here. You're listening to America at Night.
voted best head of hair in live late night radio six years in a row. It's Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. That is so cute, that little promo right there. Best head of hair. He's getting, Rich has no hair. But I, I actually have, I have good hair. For TV, a lot of women, believe it or not, they use clip-ons and like fake hair. And I'm like one of the few. I'm, my whole career, thank God, knock on wood, I've had some, I have real hair. But most women that you'll see on TV, they have clip-ons or yeah, like extensions, you name it. It's, 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 all, a, it's all an illusion, people. It's all an illusion. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to talk to? Oh, let's go to Katie from Reading, Pennsylvania. Hi. Hello. Hi, Katie. Thank you for waiting. No problem. Um, I just wanted to um, let me start off with this regarding the southern border. Where are all the white supremacist groups at? <laughs> Looking exactly. a bit yellow, if you ask me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yellow. I think is really their true color. Okay, and now next, I'd like to talk about the body people, as I call them. You know, the ones who are, oh, I'm in the body of a man, but I'm a boy, but I'm really a girl. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm putting this out there to them. Anybody who's listening, who knows them, or anybody who is going through this drama, tell me now, what are your three favorite foods? Now, what were your three favorite foods? Two years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and what exactly. colors? You know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite two colors now? And three years ago? Mm-hmm. What about Even friends? music, the whole nine. And TV shows. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everything changes, including you. So my thing, my, my plea to you people who are going through this, please love yourself and respect yourself enough to wait. Because one, if you truly feel this way, you will be this way a year from now and 10 years from now. And the better thing about waiting, and trust me, because I know I've been through it, surgeons are much better when they have a lot more experience. Mm-hmm. So, And the yep. other part is it, I'd like to bring up the fact that maybe, just maybe, they are exactly who they're supposed to be. Because maybe, again, just maybe, God finally figured out that we're never going to be able to get rid of this chauvinistic male superiority thing until we can finally have somebody who truly can say, I walked in their shoes. Mm. That's interesting. Katie, thank you so much for, for calling in. You bring up an excellent point, and then it is it is it's child abuse. If you think about it, the fact that you had Governor uh, DeWine, right, recently, he, he overruled, he, he, he said no. Kids can mutilate themselves. They can do the, they can inject themselves with, with hormones because, you know, and the parents, they know what's best for their child. So the parents, so, so the parents then can go and abuse their kid because they can say, this is what's best for my kid. They can go beat their kid because this is what I think is best for my kid. I mean, what world do we live in that a child, say if a child comes, you know, we hear about, uh, you know, anorexia, right? Would the answer be for anorexia to go give the kid uh, or a a person, a man or a woman, whatever, liposuction? No. You realize there's an underlying mental disorder going on here. Michael Jackson, why at the end of his life did his nose, he had no nose. You know that, right? He had no nose. It was a prosthetic. 
because he kept getting surgery after surgery on his nose because it was still too big. Because growing up, he got made fun of that he had a big nose. So he kept getting surgeries smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where it collapsed and it no longer existed. And he literally had a prosthetic like uh, putty type of thing on in the middle of his face. He had body dysmorphic disorder. And this is what's happening to all these trans people. Um, remember this word trans? We didn't even know it existed before like uh, two years ago. And then meanwhile, we've got President Biden. He doesn't invite Navy Biden, his seventh grandchild, Hunter's baby that he had with the stripper. No, but he invites Dylan Mulvaney, the trans person, whatever guy. He brings him to the White House and, and, sit, and does a sit down interview. So this is what's happening. It's a lot of confusion, a lot of chaos, a lot of denying of kids, of, of, of kids' rights, of, of God. And the fact that you are a bad person if you don't allow your kids to, to take these hormones or to cut off a body part that makes you a bad person. You're denying their existence. You're a transphobic. I'm not transphobic. I'm a trans denier because biology tells us you cannot change your DNA. You cannot change your chromosomes. And people that say, well, uh, it's just hormones. So some of the hormones that the kids inject themselves with, like one of them is called Lupron. That, that hormone, say if a girl takes Lupron, it's an estrogen suppressant. And then she takes testosterone. And then that's how they quickly transform. And you see the voice deepens and their facial structure changes and everything about them changes. Their hips narrow, all of that. Do you know they have to take that hormone for life? Do you know Lupron is also used in hormonal cancers like testicular cancer, like breast cancer? And then do you know what those drugs cause? They cause uh, ailments like osteoporosis. So we're going to have like all of these lifelong. So that's again, this is big pharma. These pharmaceutical companies, they're going to have these lifelong customers and then, of course, the insurance premiums are going to skyrocket because you'll have perfectly healthy people on this extremely expensive regimen. And then you're going to have people stooped over and they're going to have aches and pains. And it also what it does to, to girls that become boys, their vagina literally atrophies. I mean, it is in, it, the, her, the, what happens to these people. It is so horrific. I've interviewed a couple of people that were, were transitioning and then they transitioned back. It is so grotesque. It's Dr. Frankenstein's monster. But the Dr. Frankenstein are, are these radical leftists. It's people like Joe Biden and the AOCs and all these people that claim they're compassionate and human. And instead, they are destroying people. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We got more phone calls. I got Frank, uh, Jane, Jim, Paul. Keep it right there. And that number is one eight three three four valdez That number is one eight three three four valdez my name is Lydia Serrani. We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. Rich Valdez. Call 
now. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's 833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDEZ. That's Valdez with an S. No hair, no care. That's uh, hilarious. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jane from Saratoga, New York. Oh, hi, hi, Lydia. It's nice to have you. Um, I, I want to let people know what Biden is really like. I attended a rally a couple of years ago, and Obama and Biden were there. Now, they were there. They were speaking. Um, the flag was raised, and the national anthem started to play. And all of us put our hands on our hearts, and we looked at the flag, and you do what you do. And... Um, I noticed Obama and Biden did not, so mm. I waited until they came down, and when they did, I stepped in front of them, and I said, excuse me, but would you mind if I ask you a question? And ugh, Biden, being the uh, woman sniffer he is, was, <laughs> uh, um, I, I said, I, he said, oh, sure, honey, and I said, okay. I said, could, could you two tell me? why you are the only two in the entire gathering that did not honor our flag. Mm. And they started to laugh. And Biden looked at me and he said, why would we? Wow. That, I, I think that's pretty telling, don't you? I agree with you, Jane. I mean, that, that pretty much says it all, right? No respect. No respect for this country. I think he's done a lot of disrespectful things to, to, to Americans in, in general. The, the fact that he shut down the Keystone Pipeline when we were making so much oil that we were energy independent, we were selling it. Uh, we, you know, oil, it makes you, it's a, it's a commodity. It makes you stronger as a nation. And look what he's done to us. Do you think, Jane, it's a coincidence that we had the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal? Uh, Ukraine was invaded by Putin. We're seeing fentanyl pouring in across the border, the open border. Then you have the October 7th massacre in Israel. Do you think any of these things would have happened if, say, we had somebody like, I don't know, a President Trump in office instead? Oh, absolutely not. And and do you know what Biden did? He he allocated eight. $858 $858 billion to Syria and overseas to help fighting armies. Now, that was the military. And um, it's very interesting. It was an amphetamine called Catagon. And suddenly he started pulling it from other countries and um, giving it to the countries that were convenient and I guess this, Hamas, for some reason, started being able to purchase that to train their soldiers before the October uh, 7th massacre. And it Mm. is something that causes violence. It causes people to overreact and be just horrifying. That's what the drug does to them. Well, Jane, um, Jane, thank you so much. No, it's okay. Jane, I got to get some more calls. You are a brilliant woman. Thank you so much for calling in. Rich Valdez is lucky to have you all as listeners. You are, I learned, that's why I love doing radio because with TV, I learn a lot from the guests. So I learned a lot from the guests tonight, but I also learn a lot from all of you. So it's incredible to talk to such 
smart people. I mean, very, very well-informed, truthful people. Let's go to Paul from Zanesville, Ohio. Hey, good evening, Lydia. Yeah, you'll have to bear with me here. I am under legally prescribed medication for um, a sickness that I've had for about a week now, and I'm having a hard time getting rid of it. It's going around, I guess. But um, I would like to, yeah. Um, My my feeling is, my opinion is that if if you don't have more stations like uh, yours, um, Rich's show here, and um, uh, like um, uh, Fox News and things like that, um, it, it's going to be tough for um, the Republicans or the conservatives, whatever, you know, to pull things out, because I think too many people only hear one side of the story. And you were saying how true of a journalist you are. And I, and I believe that you are. You are a very good journalist. I watch you on Newsmax all the time, you know, and um, if, if, until the, the time comes when, you know, um, people hear both sides of the story, or at least, you know, um, the right side of the story and common sense, which I think Newsmax should be called common sense, you know, Newsmax, common sense, whatever, because I've heard mm-hmm. so much more about that. People are just not using their common sense anymore, and they're just being so radicalized and politicized. And I just think that's going to be a problem uh, when it comes to this election, because I can already see this Epstein thing. Look, I don't even care. You know, I'm tired of hearing that. That's old news. I don't even care about that. You know, I want to hear about what's going on. You know, I want to hear the truth, uh, such as shows like this. I'm sick of people, the the Democrats, the Republicans fighting back and forth as they do all the time. America's sick of it, and I I can see it, you know, out being in retail and so forth. I hear people talking. And, um, excuse me. And, um, I just think that, the like Newsmax and you guys, you got to get the word out there, man, because you, you are the voice for America and yes, Lydia, I, I just love you. I have to tell you. Oh, thank you, Paul. And I wish you health. Uh, I'm, I've been, I'm getting over something myself and I was reading something about it that it's people are testing negative for COVID negative for the flu, yet they have this respiratory illness that lasts for weeks on end they have a persistent cough. I mean, it's just really scary. We don't know what's going on, right? Uh, you know, is it is it because, you know, when COVID happens, it happens in uh, March. I remember it was right around my husband's birthday. His birthday's March 16th. And, but I remember being sick in December, early January. And I was really sick. I was, I remember working with Curtis Sliwa and I was filling in radio host and I was coughing, coughing, coughing. So I didn't know what it was. I remember going to the doctor. She gave me a Z pack. I was taking zinc. I was taking vitamin C and all this and that, whatever. Come to find out because then we did a blood test later on. I had the antibodies for COVID. So my doctor said that was probably COVID that you had. So I had COVID before we even knew what it was, that it was COVID. So I worry about like all these people, because you'll read about it. There's all this RSV and respiratory illnesses, people being hospitalized. But this one is affecting young people and COVID didn't affect young people. You just worry what is really going on. So I wish you health Paul, and it is, it's an, it's almost insurmountable, the fake news that Donald, President Trump called out long ago, this mixed message. So we got to fight it. And the only way we can do it is by telling the truth as often and as much as we can. When we come back, we got more phone calls to take. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Rich Valdez. We'll be right back. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. Call now, 833 833- 
833-482-5337. 833-4-VALDES. That's Valdez with an S. across America to the liberty-loving Latino, Rich Valdez. This is America at Night with Rich Valdez. And welcome back. I'm Lydia Serrani. And thank you so much for allowing me to fill in for Rich Valdez and being so lovely and nice to me, all of you. And this, this three hours flew by and... You know, Christian, he's been here working with me. And then Alex, he's on the board and producer, as well as Tom, he's call screener. Everybody's doing such so welcoming and kind and nice, as well as all of the listeners. Let's go to Jim from Kansas City, Missouri. Lydia, hello. Hi, Jim. Hey, it's your final segment. Yes. Oh, hey, I'm calling I'm calling about the border. Yeah, what's what's oh. on your mind? Uh, well, uh, when I first turned it on, I, we were talking about the border. And uh, my opinion on the border is that the swamp wants the border to stay open so that we get a whole bunch of new people to be inexpensive labor to be exploited. And the reason I say that is because you see when the man's boats came under attack, uh, as, you know, the, the barges with the container ships on them, all of a sudden, we just rushed right to their rescue and everything was fixed. But when the man wants the border open so that a whole bunch of new um, inexpensive labor can come here to be exploited, somehow or another, we just can't find a way to close it. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's saying this, but I think secretly the swamp wants the border to stay open. And as long as they want it open, it'll stay open. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Jim. I think they do want the border open for a variety of reasons, like you said, for cheap labor to exploit them. They like that these people are uneducated, that don't know any better. They like that these people are beholden to the government because they do want that two kind of class system, right? Where they're the they're the lords, right? And these people are the serfs and they're the ones in power and, and they are to be served, right? And you can't question them because if you question them like a communist nation, then you won't get your your bread ration for, for the week. They also, I think they're making money off these people. And not only with the sex traffickers and all that other stuff and the drugs, but I think there's some money being going around with the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations. There's some skimming off the top. There's some kickbacks happening. I mean, we're talking New York City. It's like $500 a night at these luxury hotels. And who owns the hotels? Foreign entities, foreign countries like like China, like Pakistan. But you know what? Thanks to people like you, Jim, and all the other people listening out there. We're going to do something about it. We're going to do something about it in November. And also, not don't just vote in your in your federal elections. Vote in your local elections, the school boards. Get involved. Go out there. Speak the truth. Because at the end of the day, you can't facts like, you know, facts don't care. That famous saying facts don't care about your feelings. Right. So you can say whatever you want to say. But the truth is the truth. So help us God. Now, I end my shows with this uh, kind of message of hope during these trying times. Trust and remember that God is with you in all ways always. I'm Lydia Serrani. God bless you all and have a great night. Thank you so much.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.